Hello runners, duffers, old balls, and young bucks. This is the Talent Graveyard, and I am your host, Mark Rapaz. Today is a big day. It is our first USATF road race. Um, it's going to start in about an hour and a half. So I got some of the pre-race jitters. Um, not as bad as they used to be when these races used to matter to me. But um, I did enjoy my uh, my pre-race beverage of coffee. I think I drank a pot of it. So, you know, stay tuned for the performance updates. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the schism has been established, so we'll know who wins in the East-West rivalry on Team Collegeville. Uh, we'll have some results for you in the Team Circuit Breakdown. And we'll see who wins between uh, me and Pappin. I don't know how I'm feeling about it. Feeling alright? I don't know. Um, let's see here. This week we talked to Steve Babcock. And before we get to the interview with Babs, he did have a few addendums um, to clarify in his interview because he was unsatisfied with his answers. He's a very thorough man. However, and I, I gave him an opportunity uh, to call in and do the addendum himself over speakerphone, but since my phone is pretty terrible and my recording equipment is equally as terrible, it didn't really turn out. So, um, Babs, forgive me, but I'm going to try to try my best to uh, summarize your addendum myself. So, you know, there was a question kind of um, alluding to Tim's guidance as to why uh, Babs was in the 1500 during college. And uh, Babs just wanted to make the point that it was largely uh, his own uh, decision. He wanted to make sure we know that Tim is a fairly hands-off coach and there's many kids, many runners, many men on the team. So uh, uh, it's very difficult to micromanage everybody. And it wasn't that he, Babs, didn't love doing the 1500. He he loved doing it. He was a mid-D guy in college. Things change after college. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. And actually, uh, while Babs was in college, Tim had Babs doing long-distance track workouts regardless because, you know, I think we've all seen Babs run. You can kind of see the long-distance runner in him. And, and we've also seen the results he's posted once he got up to those higher marathon levels. And then the, the other uh, point he wanted to clarify was um, how, how did he improve so greatly after college? And, you know, uh, he attributes most of that to um, very consistent training. And um, it wasn't that he was not consistent in college, but, you know, he did a few things in college. You know, he, he didn't run the first semester of his freshman year while he was at Madison, and he also studied abroad, so it kind of broke up that advantage of compiling your training that we know benefits people so well. So over the past four years, Babs has been able to run between 60 and 90 miles a week without any downtime. So, you know, you place those miles in the bank, you're going to see the rewards years later. So basically, it's been a steady progression of improvement. It's not like great marathon times came out of nowhere. You know, to put it in the words of Tim Miles, he's that he's that train that you see in the distance. You see the smoke first and you know he's 
he it it's coming along, you know. There was that award, I can't remember the name of it. The train award. <laughs> I wish I knew the words of it. Uh anyway. You're like a train, Babs. Here's the interview. This week is brought to you by uh, another brand of coffee I bought at Costco. Ugh, it's terrible. It's not even good coffee, but I can't help but drink it. Um, I didn't get the leopard print kind. I, I, I got the other kind that's like 30 cents cheaper. And it's Kirkland brand. And it's... It's totally not worth it. It's not worth saving the 30 cents. So, get the leopard print coffee. Here's the show. Today in uh, Pappin's second bedroom where people get drunk and pass out on this futon. Or, or Joe Cates yes, gets, gets it on with some ladies. <laughs> we are We're people that he knows. Or, yeah. or, Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're interviewing an, one of our young bucks, Steve Babcock, and I think you're a scoring member, probably pretty consistent, consistently yeah, scoring member, yeah. and we don't, like, I honestly hardly know anything about you, except, yeah, kind of unknown. except, except <laughs> that you wear, uh, you wear shorts when you should wear pants. Cause it's that could have been a good idea today, but yeah, yeah, on that. He also goes without gloves when he should leave those on. And this, oh, and this is special guest Steve Christopher, which might be a surprise to our international audience. I suppose, yeah, they're probably used to hearing Chris Coffee. They are, yeah. Um, so, Babs, you went to St. John's. Yes. You went to school with DLS. I did. And what year did you graduate? Oh, wait. Okay. What brought you, why did you join Collegeville? Uh, well, I planned on running after college, and uh, I'm a Johnny, so it was pretty much... If you want to raise, sign for college. Well, so there wasn't much of a did, choice or decision. It, it was just, you know, I'm going to do it. it so. no, one, no one had to recruit you? I don't think so. I think I just talked to Pappen at the uh, Wait, alumni. you talked to Pappen? Yeah. <laughs> and you still and run for college. He's still, he's still yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I talked to him probably the first time would have been the alumni invite cross meet. That's where I got my jersey and I was signed up and that was pretty much it. Well, you got to... You got handed a jersey? I like did. For... Well, I asked him for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was that's, in the street. I, that's, I think, yeah. that's pretty yeah. intense recruiting, because I never got a goddamn jersey. Yeah, I guess Pappen did his own signing day yeah. back in 2008. Man, I, I have you pegged as like a high mileage type trainer, or... Depends what you consider high mileage. Okay. Not that's... like Chris or Kelly, Okay. more than that. I'm usually like consistently... Mid sixties to mid seventies, and probably peaking for marathon in about ninety. Okay, okay. What marathon are you training for? Uh, Green Bay. Oh, okay. And when? I don't even know when that is. It's May twentieth. What number marathon is this? This will be number six. Yeah, I don't know when. Okay, and your PR is uh, from Grammys. Yes. Yep. Well, so no, uh, Twin Cities this past fall. Yeah. So it was okay. a two thirty four. Shit and. You weren't that fast at St. John's. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what happened from St. John's to you getting to 2.34, you're on Bieber's heels, and you're probably like our fourth fastest marathoner now? Um, 
the first thing I guess was while I was still in school, uh, my roommate asked me to run grandma's that year Who after your graduation. Roommate? Jeremy Sutton. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't really run much anymore. Um, he should recruit him. Yeah. Well, he's got two kids. He's busy. Oh, God. <laughs> Ryan's got two kids. Yeah, young yeah. and has kids. And we don't ever see my oh, brother either. He lives like three blocks away. And Tempke. <laughs> and Tempke. Two kids. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we uh, decided on grandma's that year, so that was 08. And that was my first marathon. I realized the uh, 1500 was not my event. Okay. Because the marathon was so much easier, off the bat even. And I uh, just decided... I'd focus on training outside of work because I was more structured with my time. Mm-hmm. It's easy to kind of control my training more so, I think, and just yeah. mindset. And I was putting the mileage, and I guess over the years I've, you know, lowered my PR and just keep going at it. You were a 1500 guy in college. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, in my mind, that's mid D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what my okay. mindset was too. Well, like, I thought what? it was mid D, but. Was that your decision to be mid D? It was, yeah. I don't know, because. Did anyone just, I mean, Tim had to have seen you just training. Like, you um, don't well, look like you have yeah. speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I don't know. Uh, Maybe yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really that pertinent to us, like, scoring-wise, so I don't think Tim really cared that often, to be honest. Oh, man. Okay, but, so I were... mean, it was in my mind that I wanted 15. Like, that was Tim's, too. Like, he wanted us to do what we wanted to do. He wasn't yeah. going to pressure yeah. us into doing anything outside our comfort zone, so... Mm-hmm. In my mind, I was a fifteen hundred guy, and I kind of focused on that. And like, I only took I took a year off my junior year because I studied abroad, so I didn't run track that year. But otherwise, yeah, coming off my sophomore year, I finally made the conference meet, and I was all pumped, and I wanted to make the finals senior year, and that didn't pan out. So, <laughs> oh man, oh, what was your fifteen hundred time? Um, four fifteen was my best. Well, that's, I mean, is that fast? Not uh, really. I don't know. I don't know how, how about my X standards. Generally, oh, okay, you too, man. <laughs> well, I'm just more familiar with NCC and D2. Uh, we we generally had like 405 and under were the guys that were running. Conference. 415 seems fast to me, but I don't know. I I mean, I never ran mm-hmm. it. It's like on the edge of making conference. It's not like you're gonna okay. score points or anything. It's like basically, I just got in. I can run the meet. That's decent yeah. enough, but it's not like. And did you? Yeah. You never did the ten k or anything. No, I did maybe three five k's just in my senior year, two or three, and that was it. Yeah. I was just fifteens. But what about cross country? Yeah, that's um, right. yeah. Not that fast either. My PR, I think I went under twenty eight once at lacrosse my junior year. Oh. They're like twenty seven forty two or something like that. Yeah. That's where I was at too, yeah. man. Yeah, just not, not impressive at all. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I know um, I was like pretty much consistently mid twenty eights. Yeah, I, I, this is a good spot to be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like in the top quarter of the field. Yeah, you know, some, you know, get drunk at the parties. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a personality guy on the team. <laughs> <laughs> High personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're okay. So you're. You have a job, and it gave you structure. Yeah. What it, What is this job? Um, well, it was my job. Not anymore. I worked at Medtronic in finance. I was an associate financial analyst. Yeah. Not, um, you know, that's not the type of guy I would see needing structure. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty organized. You know, got kind of things set aside, scheduled, and written out. But, uh, yeah, so I did that, and it was kind of an easy, you know, 40, 45 hours a week. So outside of that, I had time to run and train, and... It worked out pretty well. And what do you do now then? 
I'm temping. Uh, I'm trying to find some work oh, to fill me in through August. Man, they didn't let you go, did they? They well, it was kind of mutual because I lost. asked for part time. Yeah, I was there for basically <laughs> okay. three years. Okay. And after two years, I pretty much knew I was going to go the PT route, and so I had uh, chose to do school full time, and I worked part time for that year. And then after that, they had layoffs, and so it was kind of like obvious they couldn't like. There's like very few part time people in the company yeah. to begin with, so. They couldn't hold me on, so I was like, eh, that's cool with me. I'll just move on and keep doing the school route. And, and yeah, where so. were you going to school? The U. Okay. Yeah. Just oh. knocking out, like, prerequisites oh, yeah. for... Okay. For PTA school. Yeah. Oh, okay. We and go, for the, do we for the international audience, yes. I think we should mention where you plan on going to... Uh, let's watch you in St. Louis, so kind of moving on. Right. So now we have Collegeville established in Florida, North yeah. Dakota... And we'll soon have one in and, Missouri. And, and Korea, man. And Korea, yeah. of course. Korea, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you went from Medtronic to PT. Was there, are you, is that what got you interested in this um, kind of med that medical? That pretty much kicked me forward into it. Okay. Uh, even in my senior like year. Playing with like, um, like defibrillators or whatever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, probably not so much. I in, in the accounting <laughs> office? <laughs> no, there's some cool <laughs> videos you can like, watch. And, you know, there's patient stories out there, but... Yeah, sitting as a financial analyst, you don't do a lot of patient interfacing. It's mostly okay. just through videos and there's talks and you don't test pacemakers or you know. No, I'm not quite that high up. I could have actually though gone to like procedures and like witness how they like implant these things. So, but okay, but you're in the financial office, mm -hmm. and then you're like, I'm gonna be a physical therapist. Yeah, I mean it was kind of a progression. Um, even my senior year, I thought somewhat about like, more healthcare stuff, but mm -hmm. honestly, I didn't know what I was going to do with my major, like... What's your major? It was accounting. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. You can kind of only PT's do one... There's, you can well, kind of only do one yeah. thing with accounting. I mean, there's some variety. You can do public, you can do private stuff, you can do finance, whatever, but, like, I didn't have, it like... It all a, sounds the same. It is okay. similar stuff, but, uh, I had no, like, burning passion or, like, vision of what I was going to do with my life. Um, so I liked healthcare stuff just on a personal level, so I targeted Medtronic and I got in there, but I took like uh, one course my senior year in uh, anatomy and physiology for sports med, which was a two-credit class, and uh, I liked it a lot, and I actually saw myself like more interested in that um, study than it was in that accounting stuff, so it was kind of a, just a mental note pretty yeah. much at that point, like cause I, already, I had a job at that point, I had my major, so I wasn't going to like do anything drastic, but... Uh, it's kind of in the back of my mind that maybe I would venture that way eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, with my job in Medtronic, I was in like the unit that focused mostly on like movement disorders. So people with like strokes, cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, uh, TBI, all those that like physical therapists would work with them with their medical device to help them basically learn to walk. Um, just do like your general daily activities a lot of times. Um, but it was pretty moving stuff. Like, I mean, there's cases where people, you know, they basically, they have a stroke, whatever, and, like, they just, their lives are so much turned around, and, like, they have to really learn how to walk, they have to really learn how to, you know, open their cupboard, whatever it is, just general yeah. stuff. And I was like, you know what, you could, like, help someone like that, like, that'd be pretty impressive, I think. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know myself what I'll do with my degree once I get it, hopefully I get to that point, yeah. but, uh, but that was one thing I thought about, so... Doing the full circle from working at a desk and then trying to actually help the patient would be pretty cool. I yeah, think. I know. Yeah. The human race 
is over. Thank the Lord. It was about 80 degrees out there. It was disastrous. Pappin beat me, so for those of you who have been waiting on pins and needles to find out who won in that rivalry, yeah, it was Pappin, and he beat me by a lot, like a minute and a half. Unfortunately, this race had a clock at the end that was visible, so I actually saw my time. And I gotta say, I bear, I get, you know, I, uh, I, I, I got, I got under 30 minutes, so, um, a younger marker pads, that would have been a nearly marathon pace, but an older marker pads, that's just, that's how, it, that's how he gets it done these days. However, like, I, I don't, um, invest as much mental capital into the races as I used to, so I started thinking about this race around noon today. And I uh, registered for USATF around 12.15, about an hour and five minutes before the race. I left my, I, I changed into my running uniform around 12.25. And then I left my house for about a two and a half mile warm up to St. Thomas, where luckily they had race day registration. I peeled a check out from under the sole of my racing flats. I was all sweaty and gross. And I paid my $25 entry fee um, that bought me a clear defeat. I, not only did Pappen beat me, but I got beat by a guy who was holding a water bottle. Like, he carried, he, he carried a water bottle for a five-mile race. And I was going so slow, I was like, man, that's actually a pretty good idea. I should have brought a water bottle. It was pretty hot out. And the lady at the, I mean, there was a water stop on this race. It's a pretty short race to have a water stop. And, and one of the ladies, there was, there was only like four people at the water stop. And a younger marker Paz would have scoffed at the water stop. But the older marker Paz is like, why aren't you guys adequately manning your water stop in this fun run? I'm freaking thirsty. And I didn't have time to stop and yell at them, but I wanted to. By that time, Pappin and DLS were way in the distance. And I was wondering why my legs weren't working, but... You know, another day, another race. My cooldown went pretty well. Um, we gotta do the schism results. I'm pretty sure Team East won as well, but I haven't even seen a breakdown. I'm not totally sure who from my team scored and who from Pappen's team scored, but I think we had three of Pappen's team in the top five, and my team finished shortly after. Uh, so if you wanna know what team you are on, I think team communicator Steve Christopher will post that on the blog, or he should, because I need to see that just to see who's on my team again, because I forgot and I lost my little paper. Um, Let's see here. Team results. Run and fun. Definitely won. Erickson told me that uh, on the cooldown that I think they had something like eight, seven or eight guys in the top ten. So they are nice and strong as usual. I'm not sure where Team Collegeville finished up. Um, however, Erickson got the big W on that race, so that's that's good for us. Um, 
we'll, I guess we'll just see what happens at Getting Gear. See a lot of you guys then. Back to the yeah, I've gotten the same deal. Like I've gone for my knee once, and there's like, yeah, just take some ibuprofen or leave, and you know, don't run or take it easy for like three weeks, and then come back if you have more pain. So, yeah. And you're like, yeah, that doesn't help with your marathon coming up at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doctors will usually just tell you to rest. Yeah. Yeah. And like my sister's an athletic trainer, and she, like she's heard so much input from me, she understands like we're not going to stop running. Yeah. And she knows the mentality of runners and like wrestlers, and there's certain sports where it's like, give me a workaround. So I can figure out how to keep going. Yeah. Because I'm still going to target this one event. Well, and, like, I don't even think, like, orthopedic surgeon. I Like, when I was having all these problems, I went to see an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we're going to have to, like, cut your leg open and remove some shit or whatever. And you're like, nah, I, I'm not a doctor or an orthopedic surgeon, but I'm pretty sure that we don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I like left. I'm like, what a douchebag. Well, I think Andy Tate, he had like compartment syndrome, and they had to open up his shins, and oh. he couldn't like Emily, Emily he couldn't that. run for a year. And Emily had compartment syndrome. She had they cut the little like. Don't they open the, up your lower they, leg. They open. There's a like a a, a sheath oh, yeah. uh, around your mm-hmm. muscles. They have to cut that. And then let your mus- your muscles too big for the sheath. I think yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. Is that I've right? Heard, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, even if we're wrong, Andy we're Keenan, wrong. Yeah, we'll listen can... to this and then we'll get <laughs> the comments on the blog. Yeah, okay. Well, Andy, just comment on it. Or no, wait. We might want Paul Kleinschmidt. That's true. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. And then what school are you going to? Because I'm. I think I'm going to talk shit about it. Wash U in St. Louis. Good luck. Oh, I thought you were going to Florida. No. No. Yeah, we'll see. I've, yeah, I've never spent, like, extended periods of time in a place that warm, so... The culture is the South, though. Yeah. Backpack, I want to ask you yeah. if you've ever been to Branson. Actually, I have. Yeah. I was about five years old, so I can barely oh. remember. I've got a little, like, choo-choo <laughs> whistle thing, train deal. You have to... There's only three people is it I the wood block? Go it's a wood block, yeah. You have to be five years old... You have to be 85 years old, or you have to be totally special needs. That's the only time Branson makes sense, because it's like, it's America in your face. It's America with confetti and fucking fireworks coming out of, like, a bald eagle's ass. It's just, like, crazy. And you went there. And I went there with, with special needs group. And you were not group. five or 85. I was, I was leading a special needs group, so I was... Making sure my special needs guys were having fun. They had a great time. We saw, we saw Yakov Shmirov. Because it's the guys who can't make it in Vegas, Reno, or Atlantic City. They go to fucking Branson. Anyway, what, what we're talking about, east-west. Are we still going back, or are we going to go east-west? Um, uh, well... Uh, well, Do we want to get into how I got to St. John's? Yeah, how'd you get to St. John's? Oh, I didn't know there was a story uh, Yeah, so that was somewhat random, I guess. Um, I didn't even tour there in high school. I had some friends that went up there, and I just kind of passed it off. I was like, I don't even know what this school's like. But I uh, went up to Madison. That was my choice from when I was like five years old. I pretty much knew I was going there. Um, when I got there, it was a little bit big. I tried out some different things. Like I was, uh, I was in crew for about three weeks. I was in a frat for about three weeks. No, when you went was, for a crew, <laughs> did they just, I can't like, see you in a, a crew or in a frat. Did they just, like, pluck you time. out of the orientation line? Because I've heard, like... That's what it was. Like, you were about 16. 
And they asked you, like, do you do sports in high school? I'm like, yeah, I ran track, played basketball, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, you should try out. And I'm like, do you want, right? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, of course, <laughs> I'm doing it. But, yeah, I don't know. I was, I had the stamina for it, but, like, I didn't have the same strength. And, like, I had no flexibility. Like, I got out of a boat once, and, like, I basically like, fell up because my legs, like, fell asleep. <laughs> that was a sign this is probably not my sport. <laughs> so I think we have, we've got Albert Arias, Tom Coughlin, and now Steve Babcock as our three D1 athletes. Yeah. Heck yeah, man, D1. Yeah. Talent graveyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're did, at Madison. You're at you Madison. When crew, you, you try out a frat. Frat. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was about a month in, month and a half. You're and like, like, like I, this date raping thing. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I'm not into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was just a lot going on, and I just couldn't find Can't my niche, with the basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was wake-up call. That was, yeah, I I got in based off an essay that I wrote. It was like a scholarship thing. They gave me like 500 bucks. But it you was got also, into the frat based yeah, on an essay? Because, yeah, they gave up this like scholarship for an essay, and like the finalists had some like rush event, basically. They kind of mixed it into like walking them into the frat. And so I did that for about three weeks, and I was like, yeah, the party and stuff is getting a bit nuts for me. It's not my thing. So then, yeah, I thought about my life and what I was doing at that time, and I was like, this school's too big. So I wanted to go smaller, and I was looking more so like western Wisconsin, Minnesota. So I looked at um, Eau Claire, Gustavus, and St. John's, and my criteria was had to be uh, a school that had accounting, because that was kind of my thought pattern at the time, and I also wanted a good running program, so St. John's was a pretty much perfect fit, mm-hmm. and so I talked to Tim there, toured the place, and decided on that when I basically came to campus in November or so of that semester, and from there just... Oh, yeah. so you were only at Madison? It was only one semester. Oh, one semester, yeah, it was, okay. Yeah, brief. Yes. I've got a question, though. So you went to Tartan High School, correct? Mm-hmm. Tell us about Jason Phillippe. Well, <laughs> he was uh, one of our top guys in high school. Um, he was one of those guys that was like a big track nerd where he followed like Diestat and Raceberry and like knew everyone's times. And like he was the most knowledgeable track guy on the team. He's also probably one of the most made fun of guys on the team as well because he would like go after every girl he saw and get like shot down. Well, not shot down, but like he would go out like anything. <laughs> Like, girls, if they even, like, waved at him or, like, looked at him, like, he'd be, you know, all excited and stuff, and nothing usually ever happened. Our coach was in on it, too. He'd, like, making fun of Phil I don't know, but he's a good guy. I actually ran with him on Saturday, because I saw him at the tap on Friday night, and we decided to go run on Saturday morning. Wait, um, is he on a team? Should we recruit him? or what, like? He, I believe he's with Gear West, as far he as I know. He used to run for us. Yeah, he did he used left. to run. That's why I brought him up. He ran for like maybe so, a season or a half season. Or so you something. said he was really into Diestat and he followed yeah. all the times. Do you think he still follows? You think he follows our blog and finds out what all of his former teammates are running? Um, Guaranteed, he listens yeah. to the podcast. Possibly, he could be <laughs> out there. Try it, Tim Graveyard. Jason Felipe. I'm thinking of a different person then. He won the TC one yeah. mile. That was his debut race for Collegeville. Okay, see, I, was, I wasn't I was around. Babcock, this is about you. What do you think of the schism? It's going to be a comp- like competition just to you know bring guys into the races, I think. Because it brings more so than just like facing Martin Fund, who is going to win most of our races. Like, it adds more you know emphasis to our races, like road races, and gets more guys out there. So I'm for it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we've talked enough shit about uh, 
other teams in the circuit. And Babcock, I kind of think you're the perfect guy to start talking shit about other teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many do we have You left, are going though? to Missouri. Because yeah. they broke us down into two tiers. And we're in the upper tier. Yeah, is, we're in the upper. Is in... Ford still in the upper? Ford's or I Team Northwoods? No Northwoods probably is. This is probably a good time. we got to do kind of like a, a season preview here. And it's, yeah. I think this would be a good way to end it. Last five minutes here. Like, what's the season going to pan out for us? What teams do we got? Where's Collegeville? Yeah, what does Collegeville 2012 look like? What do we got? Who are we competing against? Babs, you got it. You probably know more about the. Did you run on the team at least last year? Because I didn't. With Collegeville? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had a few races last year. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I had teams about the same as it was last year, as far as I know. We had some good guys. And I think Kelly will be doing more races this year because, like, last year he was in between Penn State and then he was also kind of injured, so. I, th- I know Kelly from Wells definitely going to be showing up to a few more races this year. Um, well, he also keyed into Fargo Marathon last year. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. And he's focusing on Twin Cities now. So okay. we got him at least for... Well, the road circuit then we got him. Road yeah. circuit. And that's, that's less important to me, but I think it's more important to the team in general. Is that right? I think so. I think there's more money <laughs> available. There's more money. There's more races. So, like... Babcock, what's your prediction? What place are we going to get? I think, for roads? Yeah, for roads. I'd say probably third would be my guess. Third. Pretty consistent. Yeah, that's a safe, that's a, an accountant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It is. <laughs> I have a background in that area. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and put it on the podcast. I'm going to say second. I think we can get we, CRC. Well, if we've got Firmware Racing more often, yeah, then yeah, we Definitely a shot. If we can yeah. keep mm-hmm. Erickson around. We'll have Erickson yeah. around for a couple races. Maybe pull Franton. That would be a big for a help. Yeah. That would be a huge help. Who is that? Is oh, he he's on a team? senior on St. John's. <laughs> yeah. St. John's. Okay. Yeah. How, so we got to have our signing Steve, day. Steve, how do you, you know St. John's way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I am the team communicator. I got to keep, keep up on Okay. It's on Twitter. To the, yep. Yeah. Well, okay, we're we're definitely getting towards the end. we got to wrap this baby up. Um... Final words, Babcock. You're going to make it to any races? I will be. Uh, I got the uh, human race signed up. I'll be doing getting gear and I believe torchlight. And maybe a BK 5K, but that's like a week after a marathon, so I don't know. Well, you'll be at the BK 5K barbecue. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's the important part. Yeah. Who about the race? Yeah. Um, Actually, I think Pathan is going to miss the race. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to show up for barbecue. Oh, Team West will be there. <laughs> God. Um... Young Bucks. Do you got any words for the Young Bucks? I'd say sign up. I don't know. I mean, it's worked out for me pretty well. I've been doing the roads thing, and I like it. You've gotten way faster since. I have. I know I'm a different runner now than with Collegeville. Then. Yeah, and it all has to do with our program. It is. Yes. Our great tra- coaching. Our, our, our training program. <laughs> Aaron Bieber saw similar results once he, he came over to college. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. One consistent thing then. Though his teammates, <laughs> though, his, <laughs> though his teammates are running much faster than him right now. <laughs> his college teammates. His college teammates. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. And that is it. Steve Babcock for you guys. What a guy. Um... Wednesday run is from my place. Saturday run, I don't know where. I got a route in my head that I want to do, and I think it's 23 miles. Beaver, they got no choice, man. We're really doing it. <laughs>